Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we are joined by Texas A&M women's tennis head coach Mark Weaver to discuss his team's electric start to the 2022 season. The Aggies are 22-1 overall, and that includes victories this past weekend, 7-0 at Georgia, of course, 4-3 at Tennessee as well. I had to ask Coach Weaver for insight into how his team has had so much success, what's clicked so well for them here this season. Of course, I also wanted to ask Coach about the chip left on his team's shoulder following their national indoor results. They were knocked off in the round of 16-4-3 by Cal. Now, they went on to go 2-1 overall on the weekend, but it certainly felt like at the event that those Aggies felt they should have performed better than they did, and I wanted to know if there was any validity to that thought. Of course, I asked him about all the standout performers this year, whether it's Makarova, Goldsmith, the many talented freshmen as well. It was a fantastic conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, before we get to it, I just have to remind all of you quickly that the reason this podcast is made possible day in, day out is because of the support we get from all of you and because of the support we get from our friends at Swing Vision. It's artificial intelligence for your tennis folks. Our friends at Swing Vision at the forefront of all technological developments happening within the sport. All you got to do to get involved is download their app on your phone. You download the Swing Vision app today. You can get access to all of their artificial intelligence technology. And again, how do you learn more? Click on the description in uh, in the link to this show. Again, a huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision for their support. If you would like to join the Swing Vision team, use our promo code CRACK20. You'll let them know we sent you there. Get $20 off plus a free 14-day pro trial. Again, a huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision for their support. You can learn more about them by clicking on the link in the description to this show. With that said, let's get to it. 
Here is my conversation with Texas A&M women's tennis head coach, Mark Weaver. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. Of course, you know him best as the head coach of the 22-1 Texas A&M women's tennis team, a team coming off of an undefeated weekend that saw them knock off Tennessee 4-3 in Knoxville and then an awfully impressive 7-0 victory in Athens. Coach Weaver, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. I'm doing, doing just fun. Oh, it is always a pleasure to speak with you. And again, I imagine it's easy to say things are going well. 22-1 and overall, 8-0 in conference play. Let's start with this weekend, though. You guys took on a Georgia team that was also undefeated in conference play. This was very much, you know, first shot for you guys at a top 10 team this season, or at least since the national indoors to go to Athens to get a 7-0 victory. What does that say about this team? What did you learn this weekend about this group? Yeah, it's a pretty impressive performance to say the least. Uh, you know, Georgia has such a, a great facility and, you know, going back to my uh, playing days in the early nineties, you, you know, Georgia is kind of the Mecca of college tennis is for the NCAA tournament was every year. And, uh, you know, it was always such an honor to make it to the NCAA tournament and it was always there so i have a lot of uh, good memories dated way back when and uh yeah it was one match we, we knew if we uh played uh, anywhere close to our, our level that we're capable of we knew that we had a good shot at beating them but uh you know georgia doesn't lose much at home they don't lose much at all and you know beating a sec team on the road is is difficult no matter who you're playing and a top 10 team like uh, Georgia at their place. It's it's kind of unheard of there. So um, yeah, you know, I knew that I felt like we were the slight favorites in the doubles uh, point there, and uh, we were uh, luckily able to come up some big shots at uh, two and one doubles when it was kind of down the crunch time. And so I kind of think that set the stage for the day. And uh, yeah, you know, we we got off to a quick point at six. Katia Townsend played uh, one of her best matches of her career, which is. Very encouraging because she's been struggling with some, uh, you know, injuries and whatnot uh, over the last year or so. And to see her play at that level just, I think, really gave our group a lot of confidence. And then, yeah, we're in a bunch of battles out there. Uh, JC was able to pull away uh, somewhat comfortably and got us to 3-0. And then the rest were just battles. You know, it could have been a 4-3 type match. And we, we executed on the big points. And this momentum kind of just carried and carried. And before you knew it, it was... Uh, 7-0 is pretty, uh, <laughs> if anyone said you're going to go beat Georgia 7-0 at Georgia, I would have, you know, asked them uh, what they were taking. Yeah, no, it was remarkable. And certainly that scoreboard pressure you felt like down the home stretch, just for you guys to get those two quick points on the board to be up 3-0 as long as you were. It felt like it paid dividends watching the match from afar. And, you know, you mentioned feeling comfortable about the doubles. I have the numbers in front of me. You guys are 45-8 and eight overall in doubles this season. That's individual sets. That's obviously ridiculous. And I think coming into the season, we knew with Tatiana and JC at the top of the lineup, they were 9-3 and three in tournament play, all Americans. You knew they were going to be good. But to have, you know, Carson and Mary 12-2 and two overall on this season, and then to be able to play around with your three doubles teams and, you know, work players in, make sure everyone's healthy and still have success there. I mean, 10-5 and five overall, though I would point out most of the time it feels like three doubles doesn't even matter. It's like, you know, the cherry on top. Did you did you anticipate 
having this level of double success, watching the team practice together in the fall and early in the season? I did. Uh, you know, we uh, maybe not quite the record that you just <laughs> stated there, but, you know, you know, in the doubles, it's just a crapshoot. It's really about who's playing the best tennis over a 20, 30-minute span. So the fact that we've won so many, it, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, to speak on JC and Tatiana, they've always been a very dangerous doubles team, but they've been somewhat kind of up and down over the years. So I really credit them to bringing it uh, basically every match this year. And, and they've done a better job of bringing it in practice every day. And it's, that's been a big challenge for them. And, they, and they've played like hardly played a bad double set this whole year. And then, uh, yeah, I you know when we were able to bring Carson in there, uh, you know, I knew that would strengthen up uh, the other team. And, uh, you know, Mary Suyana hadn't played a lot of doubles or, or maybe she's played doubles, but I, I, you know, I'm not at the college level different than the junior level, but, you know, Mary's just got the, the sickest volleys of all time. So I knew that uh, once she got uh, comfortable playing college doubles and the atmosphere, and, you know, I think being with Carson with her experience winning a couple of grand slams there, they really meshed well there. And yet, you know, when we're playing well at one and two, you're, you're feeling pretty good about it. And I really think our three doubles will even kind of start uh, taking off of even more and more. We had a little bit of a slow start there at three, perhaps some nerves, but I really think three doubles is going to perhaps even start clicking uh, more and more. Yeah, no, I mean, they played the big set against Tennessee, right, to give JC and Tatiana some breathing room at one, and I imagine all those breaks consecutively was just very fun for you on the coaching sidelines. You're back and forth, you're just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? Um, But, you know, to your point about what's going on up top and Tatiana and JC in particular, I mean... Tatiana's what 17 and 0 overall on the season and you look for JC she's 17 and 2 and you know obviously Tatiana's an all-American and for her the luxury of having her at the number 2 singles position I think is a position any coach around the country would take that said you know again she's a fifth year JC's a senior to have them performing at this sort of level, uh, you've alluded to it, but what does that do for the rest of the team? And talk to me about what they're doing in practice as well. Yeah, you know, it's just it's pretty amazing uh, the, the improvement that Tatiana has yeah. made. You go back to her freshman year, uh, you know, five and ten, she was at four singles, and it's just been amazing to see her improve every year. And she's always been a great athlete, but to go from a five and ten season to someone who uh, hasn't lost many tennis matches for the last few years. It's it's pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, JC's, you know, I spoke a little bit earlier about her consistency and the doubles are bringing it every day. She's getting even more consistent in bringing it in her singles. And, you know, something to kind of credit them as well, which I really haven't had even speak to them much about. You know, they each had to kind of get bumped down a spot in the, the lineup. And just the fact that they've handled it uh, so well, that's um, really, really helped our our team there. And, you know, we've, we've got so many good players out there and the, the way they've kind of handled that thing. I know that's not easy. And, and uh, you know, our goal is to win the SEC title and win the national title. And that was kind of the part of the messaging of, you know, don't get too caught up where you're playing. That was the message to everybody. And, uh, you know, right now it looks like we're playing uh, the right lineup. 
Yeah, I've had the ch- again. We get to cover you guys every Friday on our SEC cross court cast, which you can find on the Texas A and M website. And you know, we're, it feels like we get a good match out of you guys every week. It's always let's head over to College Station or oh, let's go tune into you know Knoxville and see or yeah, Knoxville and what's going on with the Aggies. Uh, having watched a lot of Tatiana this year because she's all let's go to court too. We've got another clinch coming. Um, it feels like things have slowed down for her. You mentioned her athleticism. I think she's someone who's always been able to do a lot of things well on the court, but it just feels like, and having watched a, too much college tennis in my lifetime, something that I think we share between us, you just kind of know when the college game, when someone has clicked thoroughly in the college game, when they've mastered every element of it, when they understand not only the level of play that's required from start to finish, but also the rhythm of the matches, the momentum pushes and understanding, yeah, I got broken there on a deuce point, but it's 3-1 in the second set and there is no need to panic. All of those little things seem to be the things she's mastered this season. Like, I don't see any difference in the tennis from this year to last year. It's the way she's operating in matches. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a a very astute point there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, we're going to talk a little about her freshman year. Like, you know, no one probably handled those things (laughs) worse than Tatiana her freshman year, and nobody's handling those things better than Tatiana this year and and last year as as well. And I think, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, overcoming an unlucky deuce point you lose or an unlucky net call or a, Special line call, like she's just able to bounce right back after that. And, you know, I think another big improvement she's made when she first came in, and a lot of the mistake a lot of girls make, it's, maybe it's kind of like the pro mentality I've got to hit four winners a game, bang, 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 how hard can I hit it? And she's capable of doing that. But I think she's really kind of recognized, wow, there's a lot of ways to win a tennis match than just hitting a big backhand down the line winner. You know, it's just slicing and dicing and heavy spin and, uh, yeah, she's been able to put it all all together. It's been really great to see and obviously been very good for our team. Yeah, and when we spoke in the offseason, we alluded to a player who's not yet on the roster, and we alluded to it legally. There was, you know, the myth of a player. But now we can say Carson Brandstein on the roster at the number one spot. Obviously, she's had a ton of success here this season for, uh, she's been around the college game now for a couple of years, obviously, but for her to get to play her first full dual match season and to see her, you know, going 10 and 5 thus far at the number one spot, but, you know, most importantly, no blowout losses, right? Like on the right day, she's going to crush someone. Even on the wrong day, though, she's going to be in a set and likely force a third. Talk to me about what you've seen from her in her first year on campus. Yeah, you know, Carson is, has really done a great job. It's tough for anyone to come in in January, no matter how good you are or no matter how good your your background was. Um, uh, January is a tough time, and, you know, being thrown out there at number one, there's no hiding playing number one. You know, she's played three number one ranked girls in the yeah. nation at the time, and she's won one and lost two of those. And, uh, you know, I think the great thing, too, with Carson, every time she's kind of had a rough maybe Friday she's bounced back and had a much better uh, Sunday. So that's been a great pattern to see from, from there, from her. And, uh, you know, she's very happy here in, in Aggie land. And that, that's really a great to see that she's enjoying herself. And I think that's made that quick transition of, you know, at the end of the day, she's still only been on campus for roughly 10 or 11 weeks. Uh, I, I guess it's been that much the January, February, March. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty, 
pretty impressive that she's done as well as she, she has. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a huge addition for our team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, to go 22-1 and one overall, obviously you have to have some returners click, and it certainly has helped throughout the time to have Tatiana and JC playing their best tennis from the get-go. But, and we talked about this a bit when we spoke in the fall, you know, you while you have some returners, it's also quietly a very young team because obviously Jeanette and Gianna and Mary and, uh, you know, I think you have five freshmen overall on the roster and Carson's a January addition as well. I guess the question to ask would be how have they gotten up to speed so quickly? I mean, you look across the board and I mentioned the doubles record earlier, the laughable 45 and 8, which is an 85% win percentage. You guys are 107 and 20 in singles matches. Again, sorry, 84%. You got to pick up, pick it up. But like that, that's not just, you know, JC and Tatiana, that's everyone experiencing success. How have the freshmen gotten up to speed so quickly? Yeah, we were very fortunate in that uh, recruiting class that the, our freshmen are hungry. Uh, we can't uh, keep them off the, the courts. Uh, you know, they, they're the ones always coming to us uh, wanting more. And it's just, uh, you know, a lot of excitement from them, a lot of energy. And I think that's been kind of healthy for even our upperclassmen who who they get after uh, pretty hard as, as well. Um, but, you know, I think bringing in that excitement and the newness and Showing everyone how bad they want it, I, you know, they they, uh, they love tennis. Uh, they came here to get better with their tennis, and uh, and they are. And uh, yeah, I think they, it's been a great to see the team chemistry too of the young girls and the you know 18 year old girls blending in with 21, 22 year old girls. It's been really neat to see how well that team chemistry has, has meshed, and that's been a big part. Of it. It's a really close group. Has the energy the freshman brought, because there's always the, you know, you have the Bambi eyes, right? When you're out on court as a freshman, everything's just so exciting and so fun versus, again, a fifth year in Tatiana, a fourth year in JC, who have kind of seen it all. At the same time, I feel like that energy probably excites them. Like, I feel like that helps the team to have, to be calloused, but also to kind of, you know, it's a fresh perspective on everything. No, it is. You know, the longer you're here, whether you're a player or even as a coach, you know, it's kind of like yeah, not necessarily taking things for granted. But, uh, you know, it's it's a windy day or we're coming back from a 3 a.m. Uh, trip, uh, you know, it's just, you know, and then to see the young kids, it's like they're out there excited, energetic, uh, hooting and hollering. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really, uh, really been great for us. It's, it's always nice to when you kind of have that little little uh, blend of the upperclassmen and the, and the underclassmen. Yeah. Are you breaking it up? Are you going like on the road? It's got to be senior with a freshman. Let's mix it up on the roommates. <laughs> yeah. You know, we try to keep a little bit more of, of like the personalities and who can kind of, uh, you know, they all get along really well, but kind of like, you know, who, who's like closer friends and who get along the best. But yeah, there's a, there's a, it's probably more on the side of upperclassmen together and the underclassmen. Uh, together but uh, yeah it's kind of trying to make that work yeah the best way again I imagine it's just fun when you guys are having the success you are weekend after weekend and you know I was in Madison at the national indoors and obviously we don't have to really relitigate the entire thing five four in the breaker a call doesn't go your team's way I've said it on a podcast I always say if I'm going to say it there I'll say it to your to the coach's face I think if you guys win that match you beat Pepperdine the next day like I was so certain coming out of that national indoors and we've talked about it that you guys were one of the top eight teams in the country now obviously 
the rankings are the rankings, and ranked wins are going to accumulate over time, and given you guys have run the gauntlet thus far in the SEC, you feel like you'll be there come the end of the season. That said, I feel like a team has never been more upset coming out of a national indoors 2-1 and one than perhaps the Aggies were coming out of Madison this weekend. Is that a fair assessment? Did whatever happened in that match light a fire under everyone? Yeah, it's, it's very well said. It definitely lit a fire. And, uh, yeah, you know, we don't have to get into all the details. And for me, it was a little bit more of which way the call should have been. It was kind of more of what transpired after the, the, uh, the ref didn't, unfortunately, uh, see. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, it really, really has – We've had like a chip on our shoulder, definitely a bad taste in our mouth. And yeah, who knows what would have happened after we won that. Uh, maybe we beat Pepperdine, maybe we win all. Uh, at the end of the day, we we did beat a good USC and a good Old Dominion team. And, and we haven't had very good success there at the National Indoors uh, over over the history of our program, it was, despite having a lot of good teams. But yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we're not doing as well as we are if we win that match. So I like to try to find the other side of it, too. I think that that really motivated us. Because we went up there to win a national title. We truly believe, despite not being a so-called indoor team, we really believed we could win the national indoors. And the way we responded was is a champion's response. You know, we could have felt sorry for ourselves. When you lose a match up there, it's hard to come out the next day and the so-called consolation bracket, the loser's bracket. And, uh, you know, the way we were able to bounce back, uh, we've definitely used that as fuel to, to the fire uh, in the practices and the matches. And uh, it's really, really helped us there. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I like it. I feel like as a coach, you know, again, that's exactly what you want to see from your team is the way they have responded. I like the way you phrased it, chip on a, your shoulder, because it has felt like for this group, there are national, you know, because the national indoors are your first chance on the national stage. That's your chance to get a shot at perhaps three top 10 teams. And I feel like for your group in particular, that's what they wanted more than anything else is that chance to say, no, 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 we're in that top 10 group. And I think you saw that energy manifest itself this past weekend, not only against Georgia, but against a Tennessee team that's got plenty of depth as well. And they've got plenty of talent and they played you 4-3 last year. So you knew the fight you were going to get. With that said, you've been around some good teams. And obviously, uh, Texas A&M has had some outstanding teams in the program's history as well. I'll just ask it point blank. Is this the best team you've ever coached? Because when I look at this lineup, one, two, three doubles, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six singles, feels like you guys can win anywhere on any given day. And ultimately, just having those broad pathways to finding four points what every coach wants and i feel like again you guys have it yeah you know there's hardly a match that we approach that we know we're the better team we really believe we're the better team uh, we really feel like every position if we play well we're, we're going to win and that's a lot of the confidence to bring you know individually on on each girl's court and knowing that the your teammates playing next to you are going to have a great shot at winning and uh yeah i, I would say uh, me as the head coach it's my Seventh year now, I would say this is our, our best team. You know, we had some really good teams back when I worked with Howard Joffe. And, uh, you know, we'll wait and see. Well, this might be as good of a team as uh, we had in at 2013. Uh, you know, when you beat Georgia 7-0 at Georgia, uh, you know, we actually never beat Georgia back in those years. So so who knows? Uh, maybe Georgia's 
I think they're a pretty comparable team now than what they were then. So who knows? That's a while, while back. Well, I guess we'll wait and see how the season plays out. I feel like on a talent basis uh, right now, it's about as, 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 as good as I can uh, recall from any of your years. And uh, we'll, we'll see how, how we finish. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you feel like for even that Georgia team, Villanova, Riasco, they're freshmen, right? Leah Ma's not that old. I think she's a sophomore. And so it's like, give them two more months to be ready. And you know, at or a month and a half and come the SEC tournament, if you face them, you know, that's going to be a complete uh, different sort of battle. You know, with that said, you talk about the depth and looking at your SEC schedule here to go. Obviously, you guys have Auburn coming up. Auburn, a top 10 team uh, who's coming to, I believe, College Station this weekend. And that's a Friday match that we're going to get on our Crack Records broadcast. Sorry, this is my first time looking at the schedule. Let's go. That's exciting news for all of our fans. Um, you got Alabama this weekend. Obviously, they've been in top 40 as well. You still have Arkansas at the schedule. I think they've been really really impressive LSU's finally healthy you know you guys got the big win over Georgia and certainly I imagine that felt validating what do you do to keep the team motivated and at this level still chip on the shoulder for these last five matches yeah you know we've been talking a lot about just staying hungry and uh you, you know we uh yeah it, it, we definitely can't get too big for our, our britches there you know sure. if he beat Georgia 7-0 is quite impressive but we know we got to come back to another really good team with Auburn they, they've had an excellent uh, year they, they haven't lost much at all so we kind of have pretty similar records I know they're going to come in match ready and fighting and competing hard and uh, you know I think we're going to have a pretty nice crowd I know there's a lot of excitement in the community right now and I know we're pr promoting that match so I'm hoping we'll get a nice crowd there and yeah there's definitely some dangerous matches out there yeah LSU had a rough start or, you know, whether that maybe it was some COVID or injuries type thing, but they're a dangerous team. They're probably a top 25 team on paper now that they're healthy. And, uh, yeah, my, one of my former players, Christina Sanchez has done a great job at Arkansas there. And, uh, you know, she's really pulled that team together where it looked early on, maybe they were going to struggle a little there. They're actually playing some very good tennis as well. So there, there, there's, uh, there's still plenty of work to be done, uh, from the Aggies yeah no it's gonna be a really fun finish to the season and yeah it, it's the depth everywhere that said I'm, I'm curious you guys I'm looking at the projected rankings I see number seven in this week's computer poll according to the calculus I have done aka I looked at Chris's website and he says you guys are gonna be at number seven this week obviously that puts you in top eight consideration with the super regionals this year round of 16 being home matches that we know how pivotal that is just for all these teams given uh the depth in women's college tennis this season is that something i'm sure you, you probably don't bring it up with the team is that something you jordan bjorn are all looking at here down the home stretch yeah it's definitely something we're and, and we do talk to the girls I and mean, that was kind of in our team goals uh you know yeah it was the host the first three rounds uh you know being undefeated at home was one of our goals which we We've got a pretty good uh, start on that as well. And, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely part of it. I, I think our math looks the same. Looks like we'll be seven. There's a slight chance we could sneak in at six. It's like a fraction there, but probably seven. And, yeah, if we can take care of this weekend, it probably bumps us up to five or six or, or maybe even a four to five. But uh, depending on how the other teams do. So we're definitely looking back closely. We need to have a strong finish to the regular season and a 
you know, great opportunity in Florida. We'll, we'll get to at, the, at the SEC tournament uh, at the University of Florida. There's going to be, you know, two or three good opportunities uh, there as, as well. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to, to get the host this, this year, at least the first two and hopefully the first three rounds. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I certainly you guys are going to have the chance to play yourself into that position. And with that in mind, again, there are still some serious matches to go and. You know, I think we know what the top three are certainly going to be top four from Carson to JC in your lineup. That said, you know, between Gianna and Katya and Jeanette and all these options you have, are you still playing around, you know, four, five, six singles, or I suppose five, six, really? Are you still going to mix things up here at the end of the year? Do you feel like you've found a lineup that works for you with, obviously, Katya returning to health? Yeah, you know, it, those are always kind of a day-to-day uh, sure. evaluation there. And the good news is we've got a lot of lot of options uh, there. Even with if you know, even if someone's out of the lineup, they're not too far off from being uh, in the lineup. And uh, you know, we've been pretty fortunate with being healthy, and uh, we do a really good job of keeping our girls on that kind of seven-eight spot uh, ready and training hard, and, and we'll be able to throw them right back in there if we need to. But yeah, I'm genuine. I think anyone who knows me, I don't shift around the lineup. A whole lot when I find one that's working, I stick with it. But at the end of the day, there are some places that could definitely switch around if, if I felt like that was the right uh, thing to, to do. So we'll uh, we, we shall see. The great thing is we had a lot of options last year. We didn't have any options. We had six girls, and uh, two of them had some pretty significant injuries. So I, my hands are pretty tied last year. I, they are a very untied uh, this year with this roster. I'm sure it's a burden and a blessing. And again, talking about Katya, obviously last year she was, what, three singles, I want to say, in the lineup and to have the luxury of her at the sixth position legitimately because, again, it feels like you, it's Russian roulette. Fire the bullet. Okay, you're playing three today. You're playing five. You're playing four. That said, obviously, as you mentioned, huge win for her against Georgia, and that's a good win over Hurdle. How is she looking at, you know, is she getting closer and closer back to top form? She's definitely getting closer. You know, she had a rough one on Friday. You know, we haven't talked about Tennessee much, but, you know, they got a, their number six girls ranked 234 on the WTA tour yeah. uh, two years ago. It's not a bad number six. And, and the truth is, Katia had that match on her racket and uh, really played a great, excellent tennis Sunday. She looked like, you know, her freshman year played number one yeah. for us, made the NCAA tournament, won around and, and lost to the the champion there and uh so you know she's clinched some big wins for us beat uh, tarati at texas at number one to make the sweet 16 or freshman year uh clinched against northwestern last year to make the sweet 16 so kati is a big match player when she's healthy and playing the tennis that she is uh, yeah you know she, she can really perform at a high level mm-hmm. yeah and you know again when you look at her and i think five seniors on the roster as well, or fourth years, whatever we want to call it. I know senior day for you is this Sunday. Uh, what's it gonna, I mean, I don't even know how it works nowadays. The COVID stuff confuses me with senior days. If you're coming back, but you're technically a fourth year, is it senior day? I don't know how you all are planning to do it, but obviously what, what's this Sunday going to look like? Yeah, we, we, we're having a, a four that we're, we're honoring for the, the senior day. Uh, one of those a little bit unsure of. Uh, we're going to hold off on, on J.C. Goldsmith. She's uh, definitely worked it where she'll have her fifth year. So, but we will have four. We're honoring on Sunday against the Alabama match there. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how quick the time has fl- flown by. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to honoring them on Sunday. 
Yeah, it's going to be, uh, again, I'm sure a little emotional. Uh, at the same time, very, very fun. And certainly this group has done some special things. So, uh, you know, again, I, I think we've covered just about everything here as we look at your team start. But again, last home stretch of the season, you know, five to six weeks, your team has played some exceptional tennis. I, I don't want to say that they've peaked too soon because how can you say that when it's just been sustained excellence now for like a six-week stretch? But again, how as you look towards the final few weeks and months of the season, what do you do to keep your team healthy, motivated, and playing their best for what is a long haul of matches here over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we've, we've kind of always been able to kind of play our best tennis towards the end of the season. We've made some, you know, bunch of sweet 16s in the last several years on maybe some teams where it wasn't like a for sure thing here you know it's never a for sure thing but teams that could you know it's kind of a we we've always been able to pick it up at ncaa tournament we've always played our best tennis towards the end and uh you know we've uh have just the great methods that we have as far as you know timing the practices and when we push them and we don't it's been great and that's been able to keep the girls uh, healthy and uh, yeah we've got high expectations every girl on the team here wants to win uh, championships and uh, it, it's uh, it's been great motivation for them and uh, we, we've got some lofty goals and we're definitely put ourselves in a good position for them to reach those goals yeah no, well, uh, again people who know college tennis history know champagne has always been kind to the Aggies and so certainly uh, looks like your team is on the right sort of trajectory to be in competition to make that final eight field to get back to Champaign for the NCAA tournament this year and again knowing the backstory having watched your team at the National Indoors getting to watch them all season to see the fire they've played with all SEC tournament long I appreciate it because on our show I every week John Parsons and I get into an argument where I go I'm telling you Texas A&M is that good and he goes, well, again, I'm waiting for the big matches. And it's like, well, now Georgia, 7-0, check. Um, obviously, you've got the big one coming up this weekend against uh, against Auburn. And we'll have that match on our broadcast. And Senior Day, Alabama, certainly this weekend could be fun. That's final weekend at home, right? And so, you know, last or until hopefully the NCAA tournament. And so certainly it'll be a pleasure to watch. I guess the bonus question would be Bjorn takes all the credit for the double success this season. Should I? Should we keep him in check? Yeah, no, Bjorn's got that big All-American status, and uh, yeah, he definitely takes some credit there for the the doubles. <laughs> but uh, now Bjorn's been an amazing addition. Uh, he worked so hard with the girls, and he's done a great job. He's been a true uh, delight to have him on the staff. And, and Jordan, I think everybody knows Jordan's a hardest working man in show business. And uh, you, you know, we've got a great uh, great chemistry going with the three coaches uh, there. Yeah, that matters just as much, obviously. And so, again, Coach, congratulations to you and the team. 22-1 and one overall, obviously. Big match coming up. Going to be a top-10 match against Auburn. We look forward to having that one on our broadcast and obviously look forward to seeing your team compete throughout the rest of the year. So good luck to you all. Stay healthy, of course, and I'm sure we'll have the chance to chat with you again soon. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you having us on. We'll keep giving you some ammunition to, to <laughs> say the Aggies are pretty good this year. That's all I ever asked for, Coach. I appreciate it. Take care. You too. 
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Texas A&M women's tennis head coach Mark Weaver. A huge thank you to Coach for taking the time to chat. Obviously wishing he and his team success throughout the course of the rest of this 2022 season. If you'd like to see the Aggies compete, tune into our Cracked Rackets SEC cross-court cast. Every Friday we cover all of the college tennis action happening within the SEC conference. Of course, if you'd like to follow that link, you can find it on each and every one of the SEC team websites. Of course, we've got Big Ten action for you all every Sunday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel, and we'll have that action for all of you fans through the remainder of the season. Of course, we recap the D1 women's action every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, live on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We do the same for the men Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you're not tuning in, you really should, folks. So much fun, and super producer Daniel Westoff truly makes it an exceptional product. So again, for all of your college tennis coverage, we've got you covered here at Crack rackets of course if you're looking for what's happening in the pro world tune into our mini break podcast feed we've got all the action in miami covered on our daily show and you all know the deal like rate subscribe review to this podcast the mini break the great shot podcast our youtube channel to ensure you don't miss out on any of the action if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at crack rackets you want to message me directly i am at al gruskin a shout out as always to our super producer daniel westoff for the of an editing job he does day in day out making all of this content possible. I thank you to the support we get from our friends at Swing Vision as well. You can learn more about them by clicking on the link in the description to this show. With that said, for our fantastic guest, Mark Weaver, super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.